0: Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture we're the podcast that covers everything pop culture and beyond the multiverse are you ready to get your geek on crank up the delorean warm up the proton packs toss a coin to your witcher and deep dive into your favorite plate of chimichangas this is pop x cast
1: Listening to PopEx Cast, where science fiction beats pop culture. Pop-X-Cast.
2: Here we go. PopEx Cast. I was born in it.
1: Molded by it.
2: PopXCast. <laughs> I'm oh, Batman. By the power of Greyskull. Parthax oh, cast. Cool! Dude. Cold here is Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. Parthax cast. No, no, no. Wrestling. Here's Jack. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, All next cast. Captain's Log Supplemental.
3: Megasonic Teenage. What the sh-
2: I am the one who knocks. Ex-o-cio. 8 Seor.
1: 8821, episode 128. But what would have happened if this was the year 2028 and it would have been 8828
4: 128? I feel like it could have, like, did, broken did, timelines. Did, did I just invariance. like? Did I go
1: into the multiverse just in eight eight one twenty eight on twenty eight?
4: I Only think we dipped a toe at least. I don't
1: know what's going on. Maybe Barry Allen can figure that out. I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> know. I don't know. But anyway, I digress. Yes,
4: everyone, check your mute buttons. I'm going to put that out there as a check PSA.
1: Her, check your mute buttons, Everything's If you
4: can't hear us, it's because your mute buttons on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Welcome to PopEx Cast, you guys. This has been. Man, what a great show we have lined up for you tonight as we're just going to be focusing on main two two main subjects this weekend, and we're not going to be doing any kind of other side tangents or shows yet because uh, What If hasn't started yet, but yet. Uh, hey, the Suicide Squad just dropped in theaters on Friday, mm-hmm. $25 million at the box office already. Let's That's uh, before the uh, digital streaming services have been kind of acclimated into that account, but uh, it's doing pretty good. I think some of the uh, studio reps were wanting it to do a little bit better, but given the fact it's on so many streaming platforms, I think on HBO Max as well, and you can buy it outright, buy the film in certain areas as well. That's kind of hurting the sales a little bit on that one. But um, (laughs) I am trying to break the space-time continuum there, John Poffenbarger. I I am. And if you're looking down here in the window and you don't see Mr. Austin Burke, don't freak out. He's on. He, I know, right? It's like. Did
4: you hide him, Joe? No, I didn't
1: hide him. Well, <laughs> he, all right. He's in the closet, locked up and chained up. But that's for another day. But oh. he's in Destin, Florida, with his family on vacation. But do not fret. He actually had some time this afternoon to sit down and record his own PopEx review um, of the Suicide Squad. And this is something totally different from his channel. Just for Popex cast. So, you guys are going to see that here later in the show when we go and talk about the Suicide Squad. So, yes, Austin Burke exclusive com- content coming up here on Popex. And that's yes. awesome. Safe travels back because we love you. Proud of you, man. Yes. 95K on there. My gosh.
4: You so enjoy cool. the rest of your vacation. I know.
1: Lindsay Badger, are you ready to kick this thing off? Let's go. All righty. Hey, guys, this is Joseph Burke Arts at Central Florida Season Comic Book Nerd and Retro Enthusiast. And we'd like to welcome everyone joining us live in the PopEx.live chat room. Come hang with us and join the conversation at PopX.com. Now, if this is your first time tuning into PopEx, for the first 10 or 15 minutes or so, we kind of run down the headlines since the last show to kind of get you caught up on some of the geek yeah. news that's going on in pop culture. And then we dive dive into all the nostalgic goodness on the retro rewind. This week we have Legend from 1985. Ridley Scott can't wait to talk about this one. And then at the halfway point, where we'll be talking about the main show topic, the Suicide Squad. Wow. Yeah. Do you like that?
4: That's that's. I rehearsed that's that all fun. weekend. Did you? Did I hear you. Have it in the mirror? Thank you. Oh my goodness. Do you yeah. want me to talk about the multiverse?
1: Yeah, please. Yeah. That'd be great.
4: If if you guys want, you can join us, myself, Joe, and a whole bunch of other creatives. Hang out on weekly streams over on the creative multiverse on haps.tv. Um, it's an art community where commu- uh, creatives come together worldwide and are streaming all of our amazing art and creations and content and whatnot. And it's 100% free to join and sign up if you guys want to join us over there. Uh, you can catch our after show tonight mm-hmm. is going to be on that channel, the Creative Multiverse channel, which is actually Joseph Burke Arts' channel on HAPS TV. Um, immediately following this live broadcast right now. Um, the link is going to be in the chat. It's actually pinned at the top yeah, I did of pin the it. chat I on did YouTube. Pin it yep. goes on top of things tonight, Look at you guys. Make sure when we <laughs> sign off tonight, click on that link and join us over there. and We'll be on there for a while, so it'll be a good time. All that's, right. That's
2: what she said. That's what
4: she said. That's what she said. <laughs> also, if you missed last week's episode of, or no, last episode, it wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago. It was two I'll weeks I'll get ago. it straight. We're on a bi weekly
1: basis here. I just haven't yes, updated a bi-weekly. The, <laughs> I, I haven't have updated this. the nomenclature. I,
4: li- I love it. I always so wanted
1: much. to say that word nomenclature.
4: I love it so much. I want it to be every week, but I know that that would just be. John Parfenbacher, would you
1: update my nomenclature? <laughs> Please. <laughs> You. Well,
4: last episode, 127, we did talk about the Masters of the Universe Revelation series that was on Netflix. And we did the retro rewind of the Labyrinth. That was a fun show. It was a long show, but it was a great one. You guys mm. need to make sure to go back over to our official website at PopXCast.com for that replay and all of the other replays of our great past shows from the PopEx Collective archive. It's a good time. There's also on the YouTube channel, too, if you just, you know, while you're here, that's I'm going to stroll through that later. Um, if you like what you're seeing here tonight, click that like button. Thumbs up. You know, you hear everybody talk about that cool thumbs up button. Slam on that for us over there. If you like what we're putting out and you want to see more of it, slam on that subscribe button. You know that's good. If you hit the <laughs> bell. Make sure it's ringing. You'll know whenever we we uh schedule. we'll be coming
1: out
3: slinging,
4: <laughs> slinging the bell, man. When you hear it coming ringing,
3: it's <laughs> when, going ding a ling. the bell
4: starts ring a ling a ding, you know that we're gonna go live um what? soon. So Just make sure effort. you also um uh, if you do the podcast format of this show go over give us a five star rating and review that would also be greatly appreciated boy
1: I really we're enjoyed it all world. over the place I, I, I tonight, don't aren't I'm, we? no I'm loving it I'm loving <laughs> it's it great. this is better than a happy meal
4: it's so fun. It's, oh it's it's more exciting than the toy No way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway move
4: with that Get
1: out of here with that. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, Lindsay Badger, thank you for catching us up on all the You're formalities of the, of the of the creative multiverse and stuff. Yes, I oh, did I pin the link into the haps. We will be live there just about 30 minutes after tonight's show. So if you want to come and hang out with us and meet Team Pop X, I know that myself and Lindsay will be there. Um, we we're come, really
4: nice and we don't bite. And you can Aww. actually come up on cam
1: and ask us questions and do a Q&A and, you know, just talk to us a little bit. We would love that. That's the whole reason why we're doing the after show type thing.
4: Guess what? Secret yes. surprise. A What's lot this? of the times Joe and I do art while we hang Live out. Live art. So you so can watch us draw while true. we talk about nerdy geeks. And things. as a
1: matter of fact, I'll be drawing tonight the August. Uh, mm-hmm. We're doing the August art challenge for August. We started a new challenge August. this month. Yes, and so I'll be drawing night seven and night eight tonight. So come hang out with us and, uh, yeah, join the conversation. I the might be working multiverse.
4: on an eagle, perhaps. <laughs> an eagle. That's great.
1: Are you ready for some news?
4: Let's do it. Throw down.
1: All righty. So, all right, guys, don't go anywhere. Set your TV sets accordingly. PopX News is coming your way right now. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is PopEx News. Coming to you live right here
2: on PopXCast.com.
1: All right. Now, we've heard time and time again the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is likely Gunn's last film in the franchise. Now, with Aww. the filmmaker on press tour for the Suicide Squad, a Guardian's question was bound to come up at one point or another. While he's on a DC Warner Brothers tour, you know you're going to get some Marvel dropped in there. The filmmaker doubled down on his prior Volume 3 comments. Not only that, but Gunn also suggested it's likely that Dave Bautista's last project with the Disney-owned franchise. Now, the last Marvel project, who knows, uh, but I I see it as, as my last Guardians movie, end quote. Now, Gunn told the Entertainment Channel, I'm a guy who never says never because I've never seen too many people say never and be pulled back into the fray. So I wouldn't say that, but I see it as being the last Guardians movie, end quote from James Gunn. And uh, that's when the director brought up Bautista, adding, I know Dave sees it as being the last Guardians movie, and Dave and I are pretty much attached to the hip on those projects. So I I I don't see me going on and doing any more after that. And quote. So it sounds like to me we may be having possibly a finality of Drax's character in the MCU. I um, it has already been leaked. Uh, they I was going to some... say there was
4: already rumors that we were going to lose at least one or a yeah. few of the Guardians um, crew, and we kind of assumed that it was going to be his right. character as one of the choices.
1: Some of the um, some of the characters, um, some of the actresses rather, have already read the script, and they said it's one of the most heaviest emotional oh. scripts that they've read and so they bring
4: were, they
1: were actually crying at the table read for Guardian 3. Oh,
4: and so no.
1: so having said that and hearing this about Dave Bautista, you can kind of start to piece up it's 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 the third film, it's the finality of this franchise They're moving into MCU phase 4, it makes sense. It really does. You don't want to
4: be a fast and furious and you know series. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to
1: lie to you, Bautista <laughs> is not getting any younger. Uh, you know, and, you know, the you physicality for his health. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the physicality of his health in his 50s now, as as you know, he was he was a wrestler on WWF, WWE back in the day. That's where he yeah. got his start, obviously. But, uh, you know, the past 10, 15 years he's been doing cinema. But it really interesting to see that and really interesting to hear Gunn talk about that. And uh, you never know, though, this might not be the final project of James Gunn in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just Guardians. Dis Guardians, I believe. So this is his totality we'll summary of everything that he's done. So I hope we
4: see more. He's super talented.
1: Me too. Me too. What you got for us there, Mike? Where's Mike at?
2: I am right here. I asked Hi Mike. Things news. Hi. He lives. Uh Stranger Things for Teaser trailer is finally here as Netflix gave fans what they've been asking for all year. The new clip says that things are going to get weird in 2022 as the Hawkins crew visits the Upside Down. As with previous couple of seasons, everyone is looking just a bit older than before. So many things were left unresolved at the end of the third season, so it'll be fun for fans to finally get answers they've been waiting for. Hopper is presumably still out there somewhere, and they will... They will have to be a rescue mission to uncover what kind of strange things happening are lurking out in Russia or whatever dangerous realm all these monsters are being controlled from.
1: Yeah, and You look at the uh, picture there. This is the, they, they released a new teaser this past week, right, Mike? I believe it was kind of had some new stuff in it. But if you look at Millie Bobby Brown, there is definitely an older Stranger Things crew. It looks like the tribe has definitely obviously gotten older with age.
4: I'm- i'm telling you guys hopper's gonna turn into the red guardian it's gonna happen
1: now mike have you heard anything in your neck of the woods on reshoots or anything going on fun i know you're only like 10 minutes from where everything's being filmed anyway but
2: yeah there's um no reshoots i know down here where they film downtown hawkins that's kind of been put back to normal okay Uh, there was some activity there about a month ago uh where they just had cameras and screens and you know dark curtains blocking a lot of buildings so i know there was okay. stuff going on but uh i just happened to pass that neck of the woods about two weeks ago okay and all the signs are pretty much taken down there's like no sign of anybody that um, they were even filming there
1: they probably um, wrapped right. completely in They're jackson by there here. yeah they wrapped um it was really cool being able to, to see see the hawkins elementary school now repainted as hawkins high school that was nice and yes. um, so thanks for driving us over there to check that out while we were there on set Nope. But um, awesome. awesome. Well, I'm excited for, to see what happens with the Upside Down and how this news involvement of our Stranger Things troop, uh, crew rather, is, is just going to be, I, I, it's mind-blowing where it's going to go from here, but it's going to be 80s retro nostalgic goodness. I
4: always I you always um, are is hungry for more from this franchise, and I oh, hope yeah. that they still lay on all of the 80s retro goodness like we always look forward to. It, so. it needs
1: to be thick. Like peanut Please, butter. Please yeah.
4: slather it on. Let it Please. be dripping off the sides.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, Badge, what you got? All right, guys, for us?
4: let's talk about a little bit of PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation 5's system software beta program has rolled out for its first update for participants in the US, Canada, Japan, the UK, Germany, France. And it looks like it's going to be a beefy glimpse at what all players can expect to eventually have make its way to the normal system, system software updates. for for the popular console. Included in the new beta update are a number of improvements like M.2 SSD support, 3D audio support for built-in TV speakers, various personalization options, a trophy tracker, Mm. and the ability to quickly differentiate between PS4 and PS5 versions of your video games. While all of the aforementioned additions are notable, it is likely that the M.2 SSD support that will be the most exciting. Oh, yeah. Being able to expand the storage of the PlayStation 5 in a truly supported way was missing at the time of launch. And while a previous full-on system software update improved things by adding the ability to store a a PS5 video games on a USB storage device, adding more internal storage um, will improve things as far... uh, far more as it can be launched for both PS5 and PS4 video games from where it has right now. The USB extended storage can only store PS5 video games and not launch them. That's true. Wow. Yeah. Yes, that has been a struggle in our household as well. It's a little bit of frustration taking on yeah. the games, taking off the games, blah, blah, blah. So it's, this is nice It is definitely hear.
1: a little bit of a crutch on my end too. I'm only allowed to store, because I play Call of Duty Black Ops, four and i play call of duty Warzone, which the two are kind of married together in the infrastructure of how the game works i'm only allowed to actually install one additional game on top of that
4: yes we did say personalization was also on the list oh
1: yeah personalization for Um, sure they're going to make it more like a social network platform
4: mm, is what it's going to be so it's going to
1: be the ps
4: so i believe the systems are still very hard to come by
1: I believe the systems are still hard to come by. Uh, I do believe that, though, the the Twitter account is uh, PS5 Restock. If if you're on Twitter after the show, definitely go and search that. There's an account on there that somehow pulls the algorithm from – I don't know how they do this.
4: I don't know, but it works.
1: It works because Lindsay was able to get one for her husband. She got the notification over in the hours of the morning and within five minutes was able to log on and secure her husband a system. So it's PS5 true. Restock on Twitter, if you follow that account and make sure that you um, set up notifications for when they post, because usually when they post, you got about a 10-minute window to get a PS5. So there's a pro tip from PopX. Just follow that account. When they post on which – it's Walmart, Target, Patience Best is Buy, you. GameStop – all these places, when they restock, you get notified and you have an opportunity to secure yourself a system if you want a PS5.
4: Diligence and patience leads the a way. A
1: lot <laughs> of patience. A <laughs> lot of freaking patience. But anyway, I digress. All right. All right. We're surrounded out here. We got Disney Plus has been on a roll uh, in its th- first three shows as and hopes that it can keep winning the trend going with its next project, Hawkeye, for the live action series. Now, fans have been wondering when we would get to see Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye and Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop meet, and now we finally got a release date. Hawkeye is hitting Disney Plus on Wednesday, November the 24th. Literally six days before my birthday. Let's go.
4: Pass the turkey and pass the arrows. Pass the turkey
1: and give me some birthday cake all at the same time. This is awesome. (laughs) Fans are eager to see Steinfeld and Bishop's role and the divided into comics when getting ready for it. And there's a quote that says, as far as the comics go, yes, Steinfeld said. Again, it's kind of like Emily and her poetry. Dickinson currently on Apple TV. Having this world of endless information. I've always loved comics. I've always been a very visual person. And a large book with anything over 2 to 250 pages has always intimidated, intimidated me. So comics has always been something that I've been able to be drawn to because of the visual aspect of it. So I've had much fun reading these comics and going through them and discovering the elements of Cake Bishop that are there that we're bringing to life in the show and other elements from the comics. I love the mm-hmm. fact that the actors and actresses are deep diving into the comics
4: I do too. before
1: they hit the camera. That is so awesome. you got to understand these characters. You just can't do a table read and read the script and then understand the well, body. Well, they're, they're
4: developed over so many different decades episodes. Well, decades and, and, in the comics, yeah, too. Yeah, each month comes out with a new add-on, and, so, and there's twists and turns, and sometimes right. their storylines get rebooted. you got to stay up on all of that right. stuff.
1: So. I agree. And I'm Man, pretty excited for it. Uh, I, I know Mike, uh, he's pretty excited about uh, Hawkeye and all of that, too, and everything that's going on. Yeah uh it's pretty uh it's gonna be fun i can't wait to see the fourth installment of the live action series making its way so we my, have
4: what if coming out what this if's week?
1: coming out in just a couple of weeks i think it's the oh, okay. 21st okay i
4: think so that's the next oh, I one i'll have to look coming. and see
1: right quick i want if, i don't want to give Hawkeye any
4: the next one there's there one between
1: that? no i don't think there's one between it i think that okay. that's that's going to be it august the 11th is going to be the first episode of what if so literally three days from now so it looks like they're going to be rolling out on the Wednesdays Marvel Wednesdays again following in the footsteps of Loki they're going to be doing that so there you go like
2: it literally this week See the tie-in between Black Widow and Hawkeye show and it seems that's going to be the trend we're going to be getting Mm -hmm. when any kind of post-credit scenes from movies are going to tie into a show and I like to see Florence back in there I'm I'm curious to see how her tie-in is going to be
1: it's gonna be great. I can't wait, and then and everything lining up. Hopefully, we get some Thunderbolt thesis like everybody's been wanting. Mm, but with yes, all of that honey. said, I believe it's time, and we're almost at the halfway point. Are you guys ready for a little retro rewind?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, let's do it, guys. Don't go anywhere. The retro rewind is coming your way. Retro retro rewind. Rewind. The Retro Rewind, and this week we are talking about 1985's classic fantasy, gothic, horror tale of princesses and underdogs and demonic powers that be. Uh, we are talking about Legend from 1985. Now, before I give my spiel, I want to pass this over to Lindsay. I'm not going to put her in no. the hot seat. I didn't let her know this ahead <laughs> he of time. Always,
4: he always does that. I know.
1: It. <laughs> I always do. But I want to, I'm want i so eager to hear your perspective, though, because I know yeah. some of these. we I don't want to make Retro Rewind one of those typical parts of the show where we're only covering the greatest hits of the 80s. Right. I want to make sure that we're covering a spectrum of the hits of the 80s. Yes. and so, so there's going to be some Especially that flops.
4: Different genres. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you're just kind, of, just kind of shaking things up a little bit. So, Legend. So, have you okay. seen the movie previously?
4: Um, yeah. I do not recall watching this in my childhood. I'm sure I did, but um, I don't, I don't have any fond emotional attachment to this movie. I don't recall it as as a fond memory or anything. Um, so I would say this was in, in essence, a first watch for okay. me. Okay. Um, and I watched it this Ooh. afternoon with my daughter actually. Wow. And, um, yeah. And it was weird. Okay. It was, it was quite weird. Um, I thought that suicide squad was going to be the only weird movie I watched this weekend and I was surprised. It's kind of a theme this week. <laughs> good, uh, good pairing there, Joe. It's like, well, you know, you, you know, know how to pair your movies, <laughs> It's funny, but, um, no, uh, the sound, obviously there, you were telling me in pre-live there was different variations of the movie released. Yeah. And the one that we watched was the Tangerine dream soundtrack version. And I loved the soundtrack It screams eighties. It's the retro synthy sound that we always look forward to hearing. Um, and, and that was a joy through yeah. the entire movie. It really definitely, um, brought that feel, uh, Seeing Tom Cruise as a wee babe was like...
1: <laughs> just a wee lad.
4: Just a wee lad. He looked like he was 15, at least. He
1: probably was. I mean... He
4: was so young. It no, was, I think he, he was, was 40
1: at the time of filming that.
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> Never ages. I mean, I know the man doesn't age, you know, very quickly, but they... No. Um, so that was interesting. The story... There wasn't much of a storyline to it. I mean, there there was like the basics, you know, okay... Unicorns are sacred. He falls in love with the princess. The princess is a a mischief maker of of to keep it short and sweet. Of sorts, <laughs> yes. And uh, breaks the the one rule that clearly wasn't spoken until after she broke it, um, uh, to not touch unicorns. And then um, all hell breaks loose immediately. Uh, so that was kind of interesting to watch all of that unravel and to see all of these fantasy creatures work together to kind of solve the problem Mm -hmm. and uh go into this hellacious layer that has um this really creepy looking devil guy what was his name again joe darkness darkness is his name um he man the costuming on that guy you know who that is that's tim curry yeah i know it's tim curry i could i recognized it from the moment he spoke even though i knew he was him yeah that voice is like no other
1: it is like no other yeah.
4: it was like no other it's a signature signature piece of his his legend he in himself is a legend within a legend true um so i really enjoyed his performance even though it was dark and satanic like it was supposed to be um there there's just there's notable moments of of enjoyment but the overall is like what did i what Am I dreaming? Did I doze off in the middle of a show and, and have some weird trippy dream? It, it's really, it's really quite an interesting watch. I don't know if my daughter enjoyed it or not. I did, she didn't really seem that engaged except for whenever they were kissing. Cause there's oh. lots of kissing and she's oh, at yeah. the age where she doesn't, is this a kissing book? You know, it's, it's that yeah. age. Yeah. Okay. So.
1: <laughs> I got you. So, That's cute. Yeah. It, it was a,
4: it was an okay experience. I wouldn't say it was my favorite movie,
1: but I got you. Yeah. Mike Ippolito, what do you have to say about legend 1985?
2: Well, for the time, I mean, the visuals are pretty amazing and, uh, you know, for for Ridley Scott, um, you know, I think this was one of his first first films, major films that he's done. I mean, doing the, the Aliens movies and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. and I was kind of looking forward to it, knowing that he was you know behind the camera on this one. Uh, and especially Tangerine Dream, I've been I've been following them. You know, they are they're they're pure '80s. I mean, they've done oh, yeah. all different soundtracks from you know some of the best TV shows in the '80s, like Street Hawk. Yeah. yeah. There was just, you know, the, the, their music is just, you know, all definitely pure 80s nostalgia. It's iconic. It's yeah, iconic. Mm-hmm. Very much yeah. iconic. Yeah. And uh, overall, I mean, this movie, if you like a lot of snow and a lot of bubbles and a lot of glitter, yeah. I guess you would like this movie. Um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, just, uh, Tim Curry was amazing. Um, I'm kind of an on the fence Tom Cruise kind of person. I can take it or leave it, really. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah uh and it was interesting to see i've never seen this movie before it's the first time i've seen it it was and uh during the opening you know credits when they showed it was uh, mia sarah i knew i recognized the name then when i saw her face i realized who she was and that that was her major role before ferris bueller it was but uh overall i mean it was a it was a decent movie it you know it held my attention i didn't like you know run to the phone every few minutes or see how much time was left it kind of a lot, a lot of good action, like between, you know, the elves and the trolls, and you yeah. know, very dark, dark, very dark fantasy. Yeah, that's kind of what I yeah. got. It. And it was, it was overall, it was, it was a, a decent watch.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. So we got a couple varying degrees of, of, of stuff there. I now, Lindsay had, had opened it up about her when we were first talking about how there's multiple variations of this film. Uh, so to break it down for you, the original cut of this film, I believe, has Jerry Goldsmith's uh, co- composition soundtrack to it. And so it's, a, it's an actual orchestral soundtrack, and that was meant to be released worldwide. Um, so at the time of releasing the, the film, the production studios kind of felt that the American audiences, that this might be a little bit too fantastical for them, so they recruited Tangerine Dream. ...to come in and rescore the film using their own soundtrack. Which, in, in, in essence, you have literally now, at this point, you have two separate films. Mind you, the one that was released in Europe is almost two hours. This one is at an hour and a half exact. So you've got 30 minutes of additional footage that explains a lot more of the backstory... ...in the Jerry Goldsmith score adaptation. Now, the third variation of this is actually a director's cut. And it's 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 it it doesn't use Tangerine Dreams' a score. It uses Jerry Goldsmith's, but it's also more of a revised cut with a different color palette. Uh, not a, not really subtle tones in the Goblin colors, but it, you could tell that it was ran through a whole different spectrum of a color processing format. Um, now getting back to Tangerine Dream, when I was a kid in the '80s, I remember watching this film for the first time. It was probably 1992. I believe, and it was one of those ones where it was on TV, so you had to wait for the commercials to see what's going to happen next. It was a freaking nightmare. But one of the things that really compelled me about this, obviously, was darkness, the big, big bad at the end of it. I couldn't believe how they pulled this effects makeup off for 1986, 85.
4: Um, his horns were a little rubbery. There was a moment they're, or two they're, where they're, they yeah, and I was like, yeah. Oh, that just the, kills the whole aesthetic the whole, of his character. Let's but, not do the rubbery horn thing. But
1: it was, <laughs> it was kind of cool though. For me though, it was like how, you know, how they had to, to pull this feet off to be able to create a being that is literally almost nine foot tall.
4: He's huge.
1: Huge dude. And then you got this full body wrap that poor Tim Curry had to be wrapped in. Makeup, I remember I was watching the documentary. There's a piece on this. You can find it on YouTube. It took over 12 hours to get Tim Curry into makeup. It's his real
4: eyes, though, that are peeking through. It's his his real eyes and
1: his real mouth. And everything else is just prosthetic. Um, It's pretty amazing. But I believe, you know, the whole cusp of this, it was, I feel Ridley Scott, this was an experiment for things to come for Ridley Scott. You know, in 1982 we had Blade Runner, and then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in '79 we had Alien, and so we had those two and consecutively from Ridley Scott. And then 1985, it was just like I don't want to do aliens anymore, and I don't want to do any kind of fantastical future worlds. What can I do? You know, it's like if Tolkien combined with Scott, this is kind of what it would look like with Lord of the Rings combined with Ridley Scott's imagination, and this is what you get. Um, but for me, I think one of the it's not the acting, it's not definitely not Tom Cruise. I'm not the biggest Tom Cruise fan. I'm gonna have to agree with you on there, Mike. Mia Sarah, that was a nice bonus. She's you know in her 80s glory and her 80s prime. Love her from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, by the way. And uh, but for me, I think the 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 decision to choose Tangerine Dream to score the soundtrack, that was the win for me. Now I've heard no disrespect to Goldsmith's orchestration and and composition to the film because that is an entirely different movie if you watch it. But for me, that 80s sound, that synthy wave vibe is Tangerine Dream all day long. And I just love everything that they scored in the 80s. And there's like literally eight movies that Tangerine Dream has scored in the 80s just alone. And this is, that for me, one of the top ones, especially Loved by the Sun, the song at the end of the film when you get... um, John Anderson, who is uh, another European vocalist. If you don't know who that voice, you might remember a little band called Yes from back in the day, I believe. And mm-hmm. John Anderson is the lead voice from that. So you might recognize that very high-pitched masculine voice. That would be him. That's uh, John Anderson from Yes. But uh, for me, overall, I do believe that it's not the story for me. It is the visual aesthetic, like m- muckle bones when she comes out of the water, just the way she looks and the green and how, you know, and then she's just, I love that. Just the way darkness looks and the elves. I mean, in, in the mind of a creative and an artist, I would love to draw some of these characters. And I think oh, that's yeah. what appeals to me the most is just the aesthetic of what they look like. Anyway, that's it. You're <laughs>
4: No, I agree with you. The The visuals are on point. I, I just could do without that, the bubbles, though. Yeah, I, mean, I don't the, know what the bubbles are. That's, that's two weeks strange. in a row with movies of bubbles. Are we going to do, like, uh, Wizard of Oz next week? We might. <laughs> okay, we, we,
1: we might We might do Return to Oz. We could do that because that's an 80s oh, movie. Oh, God,
4: please. That's literally my favorite. Yeah. Okay,
1: so. The anyway, so let's go ahead and rate legend. We'll do it out of 1 out of 10, and you can do point decimals in between if you want uh, Lindsay, since you went first, what is your score for Legend? Mm, I'm
4: going to go with a 4.7.
1: Not bad. 4.7. Yeah, I get Mid- you. No, I get you mid-range. Mike, what is your score for
2: I'm going to go with a 6. Uh, like you say, the visuals are what stood out. The story was so-so, you know, yeah. and like also kind of what I was getting at, but you just kind of reiterated what uh, i was trying to get out before it was like in more of an experiment i think yeah yeah other than aliens or blade runner to try something different to try something in the fantasy world right yeah i think you know for the time it was uh, i think you did a good job i think you did i
4: can can respect the the artistic feats that were trying to be accomplished in that time so definitely
1: yeah i'm gonna go a 6.8 out of 10 just because this is a film i did grow up with And I remember many times being slapped on the wrist in elementary school for trying to draw darkness. And my teacher thinking I'm a complete nut job. She's like, Joey's drawing demons again. (laughs) No, it's, it's a character. It's Tim Curry. I don't know. It looks like the devil. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with a 6.8 oh, gotta on my love those score. I know, majors, right? right? You got to love it. You know, you've been raised in Appalachia. You're raised in
3: Appalachia. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, moving along. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: geez. Are you guys ready to talk a little bit about Suicide Squad? Let's do it. Before we roll the spoiler alert warning, I want to hear what you guys think about the movie Legend. If you have seen Legend, please give your score over in the sidebar on the live chat room here at popx.live and uh hey if you're watching this on the audio version we'd love to hear from you tweet us at PopExCast on twitter or on instagram let us know your score for legend and we'll share it on the next episode of PopExCast. cast all right mm-hmm. all right he's so with all five that five out of ten i see john. that john poverberg nice. a five out of ten look at that he's already shared his score very good Tim. all righty so if you've not seen the suicide squad by james gunn beyond this point you have been warned danger, danger. you are
2: to enter a pahahop X Spoiler alert. Beyond this point, there
0: is no return. You have been warned.
1: What a crazy movie this was. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I there was guys junk hanging out. There was a lot of nudity that I didn't expect to see. Um, I just I man, I was there was a lot of moments where my was like, uh, but there was a lot of moments I was like, mm, you know. But uh it was I
4: pr- I really should have honestly taken a tally of how many times my husband and I said WTF. Because yeah. it was a lot.
1: Yeah, because I went and saw this with a few of my guys <laughs> from there there's a group of guys, we all go together and we see all the films around here, especially if it's a comic book movie. So we went to see the the movie. There was there was so many moments. I was like, what the? And I could hear them over there. I was like, what? And it was just like you didn't know what to expect. I mean, right out of the gate, the first 10 minutes of the film, you have no idea what's going on. And then all hell breaks loose. And, you know, for me, so let's talk <laughs> Weasel was my
4: favorite. It was so um, after it was like, what, a five minute opening scene or so? Yeah. And after that was over, I was like, well, that was a short movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. It was so crazy. But it opens up, you know, you got Johnny Cash doing Folsom Prison Blues and, Oh, I love that you know, open. That was a great, great one. And a a tally of whackers. <laughs> yes. It was A Tally of Whackers. Luke and Oh my gosh. Oh, You're Luke just,
4: bringing those jokes like he I always know. does. He's
1: drier than a sandpaper, never mind. Uh moving on. So
4: <laughs>
1: we get for the
4: children. We
1: get an open <laughs> shot of Michael Rooker. and he's he's kind of throwing this ball in this prison cell. And we're going through a lot of familiar – it's done very quickly, but a lot of familiar things are happening here from the original Suicide Squad that we yes. got about four or five years ago where they, you know, we're, we're going to implant this. You'd go off rails. Pro, we're going to explode it. quick process catch-up. It was a quick catch-up, but it, I'm glad that they didn't spend too much time there because we are, we get it. We know. And I'm glad that that was a great element that they didn't really need to go and unpack necessarily. They can Let's get on with the story. And that's exactly what they did. For me, it was crazy though, because I was so fixated on this team A that I didn't even realize there was a team B. Um, And so I, dude, when the first five minutes, every one of them died. I know there was only like two left that was living. Well, Weasel, if you include him. Um, But, um,
4: well, at the time we thought he was dead.
1: At the time, well, yeah, he had asphyxiated, he had had drowned. Um, (laughs) um, But, Oh, my gosh. Just one after another. Uh, Oh, my God. Javelin. Just dead. And it's just like, and then poor Michael. It was a
4: massacre. A bloody, like, I I asked Josh, I was like, are you sure James Gunn directed this and not Tarantino? Because it's really feeling a little Kill Bill right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. Have you seen seen Army of the Dead on Netflix, Lindsay? No. Okay. So James Gunn is noted. For his
4: gore,
1: all right. All right. So if you've not seen Army of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead, Day of the oh, I've Dead. I've seen
4: though. Dawn of the Dead. Is all he right. part of that too?
1: Well, he directed it.
4: Oh, well. Pff.
1: Yeah. Okay. The one from I'm... the one from the early 2010s. That I, one. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay.
1: That's James Gunn, and then Army of the Dead is his sequel to his original. So you think about all the brain splatters and the goo and the slime and the zombies. He's noted for that. That is what he's best at. He's just not we've not seen it because he's got the Disney PG 13 brand. He's got a kind of there you go. You know, you can't do that. Anyway, long story short. <laughs> you unleash James Gunn, give him an R be, rating. There's gonna
4: be corn syrup and sand everywhere in all oh the parts. Oh
1: my gosh. It was <laughs> it was brain splatter after brain splatter. People's junk was getting blown it was off. Gnarly. And gnarly. It was insane. I would say probably for me, one of my favorite belly laugh moments out of this film, though, was when the, Team B, after Team A, essentially all died, quote unquote, with the exception of two or three. Um, they go into this camp and they think that uh, Flagg is being held captive <laughs> and they just like secretly kill every one of them. and Oh, it's they're like,
4: like very good at it.
1: And yes. they're really good. And they're like 50, 50 bodies later, they walk in and Flag's <laughs> just sitting there it's like, hey, we're part of the resistance.
4: I love how like, <laughs> Peacemaker and, and uh, Bloodsport were keeping score, and they were like, "Oh, yeah. that was good."
1: That was good. That was
4: great. That one's better.
1: Oh, so, and when he get in there, it's like you killed everybody of the resistance. Are you serious? And I was it's just like, like, "My family." <laughs> it was so funny, dude. So funny, Lindsay. What was uh, what was some highlights for you before we talk about?
4: Cons um, for you? I absolutely loved, and I was incredibly confused by the entire. President, Harley, marriage romantic, whatever the heck that was scene that was completely out of place and off the wall. And I didn't really understand any of it, but I absolutely loved it at the same time. (laughs) And then we started going into a little bit of like Alice in Wonderland animated birds and stuff. And I was like, oh.
1: It's like in the back of her mind when she kills, it's just like flowers instead of. She's
4: like, oh, that's so pretty. (laughs) Yeah, and then and then she was just like, you know, I'm seeing some red flags here. <laughs> <laughs> this girl, is, and that's
1: after she killed him.
4: Yeah, she's just sitting there having a, a conversation with his corpse. I just Harley shines in every movie she's in, she whether does. it's poorly written or beautifully written or directed poorly or or well done. Just like this movie was really well done. Um, there were some moments where the, the storyline was kind of up and down for me. But other than that, she just shines.
1: She does. Whether she's like, Robbie. I don't know
4: what I'm supposed to do with this, but I'm going to take it with me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was so good. Oh. Uh, I mean, uh, Margot Robbie, though, she does outshine in every film that she's in, you know, in, in terms of the DC character that she plays. And um, it's just truly remarkable. And um, but... It, 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 go on is it, was, you know, my, was harley you kind of one of your main harley highlights? was
4: kind of my main highlights but you know there was a surprising character that i didn't think i was going to attach to and that was polka dot man polka i dot really man. felt connected to his character and f- like had emotional attachment whenever he was like you know the his mom did experiments on him and his siblings yeah. and then he has like this virus thing going on where if he doesn't expel these polka dots these acidic not things
1: viral he will literally
4: things. die yeah. if he doesn't tw- do twice a day and he has like this soul swelling so you kind of feel bad for him and yeah. then he finally gets his moment to shine and then he gets killed
1: he gets killed
4: so i mean I, nothing that's going to make you cry obviously but it's something that that it was a very well-developed character that wasn't a standout character right, right. that i kind of was, a good was like that, that was a good pull on on featuring him in in this misfit band i think
1: i think for me though one of the standout <laughs> characters um was definitely king shark yes uh, sylvester oh, stallone Sly voicing so good it's a hon <laughs> it, it was so right? funny <laughs> but i love the fact that they tried to they tried to make friends with him the the rat uh i can't remember the rat queen's name but uh, um, rat catcher rat catcher yeah. Uh, she's like, you, you've you never had a friend? I'll be your friend. And they kind of developed this bond. He's like, I've never that's had true. a friend. He said, I've never had friend. And I always eat friend, you know. And she's like, well, you know, it's so you funny. Don't though. eat your friend. But, you know, in little what Sly's voiceovers was doing, we actually kind of grown a little attached to King Shark a little bit. Yeah. We kind of felt sorry for him. Uh, He's just he's just a big lug that's kind of misunderstood. And I, I kind of like that. A little bit of... um. Almost like a Groot character in a way. Yeah. You know, it, it, it always seems like there's that one character that James Gums picks out, this, the big CGI character. In, in Guardians, it's Groot, and here it's King Shark. Um and I, I actually really enjoyed that. And Weasel um was Goofy. Goofy. Yeah. For
4: his short moments on screen. It was just, did he, you, you really stood did out. Did you hear the
1: part when did you watch the end scene credit when he yeah. got up? And he was alive and he was running away. He's
4: going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, was there was so there a character good. that you wish you would have seen more of?
1: Oh, that's. I a would good actually question. like to have seen
4: more of Nathan Fillion.
1: I would have and his liked character. Have, I would want uh, Captain Boomerang. I think for me, Captain I,
4: Boomerang would have been really cool. I would have too.
1: loved to have seen more of him. Um, he he got off way too quick. Um, but um, yeah, I I don't I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think it was a nice balance. Um. And the storyline between Idris Elba and John Cena, you know, those characters was definitely great. I enjoyed the dynamic there that, you know. I loved that. And and there's a nice little plot twist there at the end where he wanted to keep all the data in the center. And uh, I liked, I enjoyed that. I thought that was great.
4: Yeah, that um, was cool. And um, how much did you get enjoyment out of Amanda Waller getting whacked in the head? Because oh I dude. celebrated did a lot. I did not
1: inside. expect that. And I loved every freaking minute of it. Like, yes, <laughs> just, yes.
4: Yes. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you.
1: Somebody in f- James Gunn, you know, again, you, you, he's off the rails here. He, there is no right or wrong with James no. Gunn. And just this movie. Back
4: expect the unexpected in this movie every turn.
1: It's so whack. It's and, so crazy. I mean, crazy. I can't
4: say I can't say that this is like the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It's not like going to be my top ten of all time, but it's there are very enjoyable triumphant moments of this movie. <laughs> there is
1: John it too. Oh my gosh, It's just oh so funny. Now, who
4: was the guy that played the thinker? What was the?
1: Oh yeah, that's um um shoot, Doctor Doctor Strange. Oh Dr. Peter who? Capaldi. Peter Capaldi, thank you. Uh, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Um
4: yes, Dr. Who, Speaking yes. speaking of
1: Doctor Who and Whovians, let's go down to Mike Ippolito down here. Mike, what did you think about uh James Gunn's Suicide Squad? You're muted, by the way.
2: No, it's all good. Let's try again. There we uh, go. Yeah.
1: What do you think about it? Well,
2: this was a disaster. <laughs> it
4: wasn't <laughs> it, was, it, was it was
2: a beautiful disaster. A beautiful disaster. I loved it. This this movie was this movie was great i uh, it it was kind of like a roller coaster of emotion you kind of like you were rooting for certain people and then when p- other people got knocked off you're like oh i didn't ex- didn't see that coming <laughs> you know uh and it just like you said at the beginning you you focused on squad a which was basically you know demolished and then there comes yeah. squad b i didn't expect that to i see didn't that. either i didn't either i thought it was just like one group like the last one yeah uh, the early demise of Pete Davidson I was kind of <laughs> happy with that uh, That's that dude I just that's a story for another show Oh man <laughs> um, Won't go um, there I, You know Rooker got it kind of early too yeah. you know, He did He yeah. kind of and it was kind of like you see like some he took he took out that bird at the beginning and then the kind of the bird went after him later when he's That yeah. was like, yeah, pretty funny karma coming yeah. back Well, yet. and
4: they set him up to make him look like he was going to play a really big role in the storyline because yeah. of that big well, opening the, scene he
1: was yeah he was the opening character you're right and then
4: the, he's the one that got zapped
1: <laughs> no he was the one the that old- run he ran away like a little yeah. screaming He's like, no, no, no! Get back to the zone!
4: And like, hey, listen here, Mary Poppins, get back to work! <laughs> Click,
2: boom! Amanda Waller, she was just completely ruthless and oh. into like golf club in the head. I was going, yes. That's well, what the fact too that she's willing, she's willing to, to hurt that. a kid. To <laughs> the fact
1: that she's willing to hurt a kid, yeah, to get what that. she wants. I'm like, yeah.
4: yeah. but that's that's that. iconic, Amanda Waller. That's it the is. reason why she's oh. in charge of all of these ruthless felon and psychopaths is because she can make those decisions. It doesn't mean that um, it's right. It just means that she can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The chat's blowing up over here. We have got to talk about the elephant in the room. We got to talk about Milton. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) The random character. Gotta have Milton. The bus driver had no rhyme or reason of being part of this, but yet he's rushing in to this infrastructure with the He's
2: been with us for the last three hours.
4: (laughs) Those are the kind of jokes that James Gunn weaves into his scripts that stand out to fans. (laughs) And there's absolutely no reason why they should, but they do. I know Because they have nothing really to do with the main characters at all.
1: Well, listen, you know, before we give our review and we continue talking about this, Austin Burke recorded his review of this. And so we're going to go ahead and play that right now for you guys. Uh, so Team PopX, you're going to have to watch the stream to listen to this one. But uh, here you go, all the way from Destin, Florida. This is Austin Burke, the Burkeinator, with his official thoughts on the Suicide Squad.
0: Hello, PopX cast. Joseph, Lindsay Mike, thank you guys so much for allowing me to do this. We're on vacation. We're hanging out, just chilling. The whole family is out by the pool and the beach, and we've had a great time. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about The Suicide Squad, a movie that I was so hyped about, didn't know I would get to see it uh, a little bit early, got that chance, and I was raving about it from the second I saw it, basically until now. Guys, this movie was wild. It is James Gunn completely and utterly unleashed. And you know how I feel about the first Suicide Squad. It's just, it's a little bit of a mess. And we've talked about it on this show, right? Well, now we get to come in with a fresh set of eyes and the studio gives him at least what we can see on camera, just full ability to do anything and everything he wants to do. And the guy just crushes it. Every character, every actor from the returning characters, like a Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, who gets so many wonderful moments to an Idris Elba. Bloodsport is amazing. John Cena as Peacemaker is amazing. King Shark and and all of these wonderful things that just come together to create this cohesive wild hard r-rated experience and when i say unleashed not that an r rating makes all of the difference in the world but it makes a lot of a difference and it made a big difference with the concept of the suicide squad and all of the violence and the unexpected nature and i said this before i said this in my review on my channel it is so simple look at a movie like mad max where they take a road trip And they come back, it's just a big road trip movie. If you wanted to break the movie down like that, you can. Uh, But you break down the Suicide Squad, get dropped off on the island, they have to carry out a mission. But along the way, there are all these comic book elements, right, from Starro. I never imagined Starro would be such a big presence in a movie like this, too. You know, all of these different character moments, down to polka dot, man. Freaking polka dot, man. Gets a moment, and it's incredible. So, all in all, if you can't tell, I love the film, I barely have any criticisms at all, and I'll give you guys my score. Um, Actually, before I do that, I do want to mention one nitpick, and that is just a moment in the midst of the end of the first, the beginning of the second act. There's a story with Harley Quinn that I did think went on just a bit long, and again, a lot of people are going to shred the movie because of the simplicity, and if the humor doesn't hit for you, and that's a big thing too, this is not your style, your sense of humor, but... It feels like Guardians, I mean, not the movie itself, very different, but the style of humor, because you're bringing this ragtag group of characters along, I think it works extremely well. I mean, it's violent, it's got a lot of curse and all this stuff, clearly not built for families, but the humor worked for me, so all of that comes together. Before I give you guys my score, um, I didn't watch it alone, I watched it with my brother. Josh, you in here somewhere? Oh, you've been there the whole time.
3: Hello.
0: There, he is. there he is. Josh, what did you get over here, real quick? What, what, what did you I, think, what think of the, the suicide squad?
3: I thought the suicide squad did a lot of suiciding and squatting. Did they oh. squat? They did squat. And they squatted. Did you enjoy it, though? That's I the really question. did enjoy it. My okay. favorite characters were King Shark and obviously Weasel. <laughs> Weasel is the best character in any movie ever. at me in the comments if you disagree and I'll argue with you. When
0: he got up and and ran away and kind of post-credit scene at the end, he goes... (laughs) It was my favorite thing. Dude, it was so funny. And uh, so Weasel's your favorite character. What was your favorite moment? Was there an action scene? Was there a, a moment with a character that stood out for you?
3: No, I ain't going to lie. Harley Quinn's scene where she took out all those soldiers. Oh, that was cool. That was that cool. That was really cool. With the visuals and the, the, and the flowers. The flowers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it birds. It's okay. like she was Snow White, except really violent and, and deadly.
0: Now, before I give you my rating, Josh, what was your rating?
3: I would probably give this movie around, I'd say, a 90%.
0: 90%?
3: Really good movie. I have no complaints. That's high. No complaints. You've got two Burke ratings. He gave a 90. I'm going to go
0: a 96%. I'm sticking true to my score the first time around. Got to watch it again with you and my wife. Madison loved it. We all loved it. Guys, we are huge fans of Suicide Squad over here in Destin, Florida. But we're going to send it back to, well, multiple places technically, but joseph in orlando florida uh to give you guys the rest of the spiel but uh, guys hope you have a great show miss all of you uh thanks again for watching and hopefully i'll be back in person next time well not in person in kentucky this is convoluted all right bye guys Hi, Joe. And Hi, Joe. And-
1: <laughs> oh my gosh awesome we love you man um
4: can i point out that they have matching tank tops
1: i know isn't it great those Did two the mom
4: address them <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're on vacation. That's just too it's cute, so Austin.
4: Cute. Oh my goodness!
1: You know the funny thing about that whole video is, like, when his brother was there the whole time, we didn't even know. We thought it was like he's a blanket so on the funny. on the. Yeah. What so, in the? He's
4: a, he's a filming genius. That I'm boy. telling
1: you, man. I'm telling you, it's crazy. But uh Austin, even though he's on vacation, oh he sent in his video. Thank you so much, Austin, for doing that for us tonight. Yes. And um uh, yeah.
4: Real quick, Starro Is that like a really big villain from the DC universe that is well known? Because I felt like I just need to bring my Pokemon ball and throw it at it.
1: Not really. Honestly. Not really. I think it's, I think it was just a villain, a crazy whacked out villain that James Gunn picked from, maybe handpicked from uh, the the, the DC universe because it maybe was more comical. (laughs) They're all
4: Burke variants. That's
1: It's true. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's the truth. We're in the TVA.
4: Anyway, so next time you are in the Suicide Squad and you run into a giant starfish, bring a Pokeball. Um, It it
1: was crazy. Do you know it's Starro the Conqueror? Yes. Starro. 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 The Conqueror. The
4: Conqueror. How How did you feel about her diving into the water and not drowning in the eyeball?
1: I thought it was crazy and bizarre, just, but yet there was like little things. I honestly
4: things. felt like I was high at that point. I was like, there's got to be some explanation for the reason why I still see these visuals.
1: <laughs> she went right through the daggone iris of this thing and punctured his eyeball, went right into the fluid of the eye.
4: And stayed in the fluid for an extremely long amount of time and no bubbles.
1: No bubbles, Yeah. That's Harley Quinn. I mean, only in D.C. could something like that happen. I have no I, I can't give you a logical The explanation only explanation
4: on I could give my husband, because my husband's a very logical thinker, and that was a really challenging movie for him to process. <laughs> and I was like, it's not real life.
1: It's these only, are
4: comic books.
1: It's only a where comic people book people have movie.
4: superhero powers. You're <laughs> going to have to accept some of these unexplainable moments. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Should we score this real fast? I think it's I almost think top of the hour. It
1: is top of the hour. I do believe we need to go ahead and score this. Austin already gave it a 96%, a 9.6. And according to his Letterboxd and his Facebook, and, no, his YouTube channel, rather, uh, this is his favorite movie of 2021 so far. Nice. Um, so I, um, I'm going to go with a 90, probably a 94% for this one. Uh, The reason I'm going to go so high is just because it was, there was so much unexpectedness. And I think that was one of the big draws for me because I didn't know what to expect. It was totally, the storyline went in so many different directions. My brain was melting, Mm -hmm. but in all the right ways. And because it's so fresh, it was like when Deadpool came out for the first time, it was something so unexpected. This was kind of something so unexpected that nobody in the industry uh, could foresee.
4: Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh, 9.94 for me.
4: I'm going to put it at an 8.2 or an 82%. Nice. Um, I will probably increase with a couple of more rewatches and processing what I just saw the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me.
3: <laughs> Whoa. Sorry.
4: My bad. Wow. Anyways. Well, that was just perfect time. Got on the tangles on the
1: nose, Pat. Got the tangles. Right. So,
4: um, yeah, it's a good time. It's a weird time. I don't think you're going to know how to process it properly the first hour after watching it. I think you need to probably sleep on it and then decide on how you feel. You about need to digest it. it.
1: You need to You do. It's, it's a lot. It's a 20 ounce steak that needs time to digest. It, it's a lot. Uh, so, Mike Ippolito down in the bottom here in atlanta georgia what is your suicide squad thoughts and Go
2: with score? 9.7 it nice. was, uh, i really enjoyed this movie it was like you said it was the expected you know a lot of things you didn't expect to happen yeah um i'm a big capaldi fan to watch him turn into soup that was disappointing but you know it is what it is and uh on the technical side of things, I was, it was great to see James Gunn go back with his red 8K cameras that he uses that he did in uh-huh. Guardians too. And like he says, he says, those cameras, you know, capture his vision. And, you know, this, this is when you finally let a director do their thing, unlike yeah. what other DC movies have become, where you have to put limits on things. Let the director do what they would do best and just let them loose. And I think whoever made this decision was the right one you know, and mm-hmm. it's about right freaking
1: time, Warner brothers,
2: <laughs> Yeah, more of these. Yeah. So, but I, I love this movie. I'll definitely watch it again because there was a lot of stuff I probably missed, but I'll oh, definitely yeah. watch it
1: again. You know, the, the first phrase that came to my mind when I, when I uh, was able to fully process this movie is unbridled glory, because you think about it, this film is just so much, there's so much going on, but at the same time, the director is unbridled. So he has a full canvas to work with. There's no limitations. The studio says here, we'll give you any any character in the DC universe you want to pick. You just cherry pick whatever you want. And he did it. And that's 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 what we got. And it was beautiful. Yes. So and
4: we have a cornucopia of ratings in the chat. We have a ninety eight percent, an eight out of ten, and a six out of ten. So nice overall over fifty percent.
1: Well over the majority for well sure. Well
4: over fifty yes, percent. So uh, more of an
1: 85 percent um average here along yes. all of that. But uh really
2: good I if you more than I did Black Widow. I think
4: I think I I don't know. I can't agree with that or disagree with that yet.
2: <laughs> I'm I, still I, processing. I, I don't know, man. I,
1: I I kinda have to agree with Mike here. Yeah. I kinda I, I kinda like but the I mean, okay the so quickly
4: on par below or above average for the DC Universe movies.
1: I think it sets a new template of its own.
2: Yeah. I, I think, think it, I think
4: it uh, is a new trailblaze. I think the, it is.
1: The, I, I think that Warner Brothers, somebody at Warner Brothers finally either smoked a joint and let James Gunn do what he wanted to do. Yeah. Or something happened because usually Warner Brothers really tightens down the ropes when it comes to these DC characters. And they want their hands in everything. And it ends up butchering the entire movie. For some reason, James Gunn just got the green light, man. And I think this might be a great learning opportunity for Warner Brothers Media to be like, okay. I
4: think that was about contract negotiations at the beginning when he was well, being heavily sought out by other studios because of that little drama. Back true. Then, yeah, you know? a little,
1: little, you're fired from Disney type thing. Yes.
4: Yes, yes.
1: yes. But, uh,
2: i Any- think if anybody will save if, if get anybody to save the dc universe would be james gunn <laughs> i know he won't take on that reign yeah but uh the uh jar, jar abrams deal i think was a mistake and it should have been yes. james gunn yes. him and patty jenkins i think would definitely you know save this franchise it's,
4: but, a, it's definitely a nice yeah. lineup for sure it sure but is but
1: again what And the
4: snyder cut
1: and this, uh, wow. Yeah.
4: Well, Can't Zack Snyder,
1: Snyder and James Gunn, could you imagine that duo together? Oh, let's go. A six hour spectacle. A six hour finale, grand finale. 42-hour extended yeah. cut. Well, um, guess
4: what? We're not an extended cut this week. So we're gonna wrap up this show tonight.
1: Nice. <laughs> Lindsay's on point tonight. I like it. Um, but we are actually going to wrap things up here as well. Lindsay, uh, you go ahead and do uh the top part there, and I'll finish. Okay. Uh, and I'll finish up with mine. So,
4: well, guys, I am Lindsay Badger. You can find me everywhere at L R Badger all over the social webs. Um, make sure to follow us over on the Creative Multiverse, uh, the creative group that we uh, have created. Creative and, group uh, that we've created that creative are creatives. That we, yeah, I know. little, little bit. Dam I dam just dam read dam. the dang words. Okay, fine. <laughs> for more great media content, artwork, and more, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Creative Multiverse. If you are a creative, produce content, or have any kind of talent, we would love to see it, and we would like for you to share it with us in the multiverse.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, you can connect with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, all at the username PopXCast. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, you can find us there. The username is very easy. Send us comments and suggestions via email, popxcast at gmail.com. And also for future and past shows, we, you can dive deep into the collective archive of PopEx Glory over on our official website, popexcast.com where every episode is archived for your viewing and listening pleasure. And I'm Joseph Brook Arts at Joseph Brook Arts all over the web. And hats off, of course, to amazing Team Popex for doing what they do Guys, I love you guys so much. Lindsey Badger throwing it down. Mike Ippolito in Atlanta and Austin Burke on vacation and still sending in that review. Oh, my goodness. Gotta love it.
4: I want to get a matching tank top that has stars on it. I kind
1: of want to, too. But I don't want to shave my chest. He shaved his chest. I'd weird. have to get
4: a tan. That I don't know. Not
1: yeah, I don't know about that. Never mind. That's more Burke than I needed to see tonight. Like but anyway. Well, <laughs> um, we'll see you next time on episode 129, as we are going to do Hi. something extremely special coming up for that one. I don't know if Mike has the slide ready, but on 129, we're going to be taking a tour in t- inside the Museum of Pop Culture. Uh, we're going to be throwing that down and checking it out. And also on the Retro Rewind coming up in two weeks. Well, you wanted it, it's coming, The Last Starfighter on 129. So it's going to be a great episode, so we're, it's going to be another jam-packed time, so we'll see you in two weeks. But with all of that said, it's time for us to roll on up out of here and uh, hey, get on with our geeky selves. Enjoy What If this week. I can't wait to see your guys' thoughts and opinions yes. on it, and uh, hit me up on the Instagrams and on the Twitters. Let me know what you guys think about it, and be sure to hashtag me, all right?
4: Don't forget to see us at the after party. After
1: party, yes. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Uh, Coming up in one hour. That is exactly one hour from now, 11 p.m. Eastern. uh, We will be live, and the link is pinned into the chat room. If you want to come hang out with Lindsay Badger and myself on the HAPS, the Creative Multiverse stream, come hang out with us. We'll be drawing, chatting, and you can hang with us and chat with us in real time. Get to know us a little more.
4: Get a drink, grab a snack, go potty, and then come hang out with us. We'll and be there we'll, for quite a while.
1: Quite a while. All right, guys. We'll see you next time on PopX Cast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and stay nerdy.
0: From everyone at PopX Cast. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that notification bell so you know when we go live next. Drop us an email popxcast at gmail.com. Throw us up a like on Instagram and all those other social media outlets at popxcast. Until next time.